Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and good evening. This is Joelle and I am the Vibrarian and you are here for the conversation that I like to call the Psychic Inside Show. I am here on Tuesdays having these wonderful conversations with amazing people from all over the world, really. And the whole goal is that we are all psychic and we may not realize it. And so during this show, I talk with people who stepped into an awareness about their life that there's been something a little bit different about it. And so we're here to have a conversation to see what those journeys look like and share in this experience together because we are all traversing very new ground. Now, I'm here on the Blog Talk Radio Network as part of the Vibrate Collective Network. You can call this show at 646-787-8436. If you would like to ask a question of a guest at any time during the show, please just hit the pound or hashtag one key that lets me know that you want to come on the air. And uh, there is a chat room that is on the blog talk page. So I do monitor that if you have any questions there, I will definitely see them and we'll pull them on the air. And I'm also posting all of these shows and episodes across all of the channels. We've got the Vibrary YouTube channel. And of course, you can subscribe to this podcasts on all the podcast platforms, Amazon Music, iTunes, Google Play, I think. I'll have to check on that one. (laughs) But anyway, you can find these shows to catch at the right moment, at the right time for you. Please do connect with me. I'm at The Vibrarian. That's my handle, and that's T-H-E-V-I-B-E. R-A-R-I-A-N, and that E stands for energy, elevate, enlighten, empower, all of those things that I am about trying to do for myself and then spreading that energy to others through all of those things that I do. Please do connect me, and if you would like to come on a future episode of the Psychic Inside Show, please send an email, put a message wherever you're happening to hear this. Please just drop a line to me and let me know. I'd love to get on and talk with you. So without further ado, I want to talk a little bit about my guest this evening. So I'm a YouTuber. I love YouTube. I think it's a beautiful platform and a place where you can really learn about the most unusual things and connect with people. Of course, we've all spent hours down the YouTube rabbit hole, but quite honestly, it's one of my favorite places to go and be informed and to go and learn and connect with people. And so a couple years ago, I think it's a couple years ago now because it, 2018, I was traveling in Mexico in Playa del Carmen. One of the things that I love to do is look at the street art because it's really amazing. So I had taken some pictures of some street art and then posted them to my blog on my website. And one of the pictures was this big picture of like Poseidon coming like out of the waves with this three-dimensional trident, right? And so I took a picture of it. I thought it was amazing. I love all things watery and all of that. But this image stuck in my head. And wouldn't you know, like the day after I posted that to my blog, a new channel popped up in my suggestions. And the name of that channel was King Trident Tribe. 
Now, I don't believe there are anything that is random or coincidental. So when I see a trident two days in a row, (laughs) that's not your everyday word that you would say in conversation or even see. And so I, of course, decided to tap in and see what is this gentleman talking about. He said, I'm a divine masculine. His face was like all shiny and, you know, just positive and happy. And I said, let me check out what this gentleman is talking about. And so in the last couple years, I have been subscribed to King Trident's tribe. And the force behind that is my guest tonight. And his name is Matt Fortson. Matt, welcome to the Psychic Inside Show. Thank you, Joelle. It's my pleasure. I'm so happy to be here and I'm grateful for this opportunity. Well, I'll tell you what, this is so amazing because each of us are out here speaking our truth. Now, when you first came on, I didn't see you saying anything about psychics, right? And so whenever I have this show and we talk about the psychic inside, you know, some people are a little uncomfortable with that terminology. Do you consider yourself to be a psychic? Um, I'm not really... I don't I don't know if I really know if I'm psychic. Uh I would say that I'm more I lately I've leaned more towards mystic. Um and okay. that's just because uh I I rely on my intuition. Um and there's a quote by Dr. Wayne Dyer that says, uh if prayer is us talking to God, then our intuition is God talking to us. Mm. And so wow. and so yeah. So um um, yeah, I mean, I do uh, relate with some of the Claire's, um, and, uh, you know, a lot, almost every, actually all of my messages that I do on um, my YouTube channel, I get from music. Um, mm-hmm. So the tunes of the music actually help me write the messages. And, wow. Um, so I, I would, so I mean, I mean, I guess if, uh, you know, you, your thoughts is, is if you can relate to the Claire's, which I believe that everybody can. I just think that some mm-hmm. people choose to block them out. Um, I know that I've had these disability ever since I was a kid, but I didn't know how to regulate or I didn't know how to use these abilities and they were a little bit overwhelming. So instead of uh, just block them out. And so, uh, so when you that were, we're young... all a little bit, Okay. Well, yeah. So when you were young, like you were okay. So let's talk like grade school time, or when did you first mm-hmm. like begin to experience some challenges and realize that you were experiencing life a little differently? Um. Well, let's see. The time that I can, you know, honestly, uh, I can remember. Um, I have memories back whenever I was like a little kid. Like uh, whenever I say a little kid, I mean like. Probably barely walking, um, crib days. <laughs> um, but I, w- I would say that uh, the, the time that I remember having that ability was probably when one of my grandfathers passed away, and I swear he was, like, in my room. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was pretty scary. Uh, mm-hmm. So I remember at that moment uh, blocking it out. Um, you know, after that, after that one incident, I was just like, I, I, and I'm, and I'm pretty sure that I, I, uh, I was, a, I was able to see like other, uh, like spirits or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I but I ended up uh, blocking it out. I don't remember exactly, uh, and probably don't even know like uh, what what I was actually seeing. But I do remember the one incident that I had when my grandfather passed away, and uh, that right there just kind of um, got me to the point where I just didn't want to deal with that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not an uncommon thing. Is that I hear repeatedly people say that um, either A, due to the fact that their family didn't quite know how to provide support to them as children when they were kind of either highly sensitive or extrasensory, or when they got into school age, that the, you know, the pressure of conforming to be a regular kid then also caused them to turn off this extra conversation that they were having. So mm-hmm. I'm not surprised that you say that at all. Now, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that um, I think the other part is, is that you didn't, as a kid, you don't want to be known as different. Mm-hmm. And so that was probably another reason why. And, you know, I, not many people, uh, know how to, well, at least where I grew up, um, talk about those types of things. And um, and so uh, that, there's probably many reasons other than the fact that I was probably uh, pretty uh, scared of these abilities and I, at some point thought I was like crazy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing is, is just you don't want to be known as different either. Right. A lot of pressure. It used to be. Thankfully, we're kind of emerging into a time where unique and different is actually honored uh, better than it was, I think, when I was growing up and maybe when you were growing up as well. Now, you are clearly from the South because, I, you know, your accent, of course, gives you away. Yeah. And so it's quite yep. interesting to experience you when you're teaching and sharing on your channel because it is not the typical conversation that one would think. And, of course, that's stereotype typical, of course. But, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I was just surprised because when I started checking your channel out, you were talking about very, very naked emotions and raw kind of experiences, and you shared about your dark night of the soul. Uh, for those of our mm-hmm. listeners who don't, like, know what or understand what a dark night of the soul looks like, would you share a little bit about what yours was like? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, I a lot of my messages on YouTube um, are dealing with twin flames. And uh, I know a lot of people probably don't, maybe not know what a twin flame is. And I used to not know that either because I used to think twin flames and soulmates were the same thing. However, mm-hmm. uh, jumping forward to uh, to your question. So after my separation with my divine feminine, um, I got to a point where uh, there was a lot of things like a cascading effect of like what um if you watch like um if you watch like the uh, tarot card readers they'll call it like the tower moment or whatever Mm -hmm. whenever everything is just starting to crumble to the ground and it's like what you know one thing after another starts going wrong so um you know i was in the middle of selling uh my house uh, uh due to a divorce and um you know at that time it was and it still is uh right now but it 
you know, it was um, a seller's market. And, you know, I had an offer like within 24 hours on my house. Well, it was like I went through four sellers uh, before I finally sold. And this is in a two-month period. Now, that's, this is just one one thing. So I had, you know, I had went already and uh, and um, started renting another place and started trying to transition uh, into moving out of that house and moving into the new rental that I that I purchased. And at the same time, like um, like I was just like stretched like money wise uh, between that house and my new rental. And mm-hmm. there was all these like I have like all these different like bills and like stuff and then and it was just like it got to a point where basically I started having like uh um like I would wake up with a racing heart, I was I would wake up in sweats, I would have these mm-hmm. like vivid like dreams. They were not good. Um mm-hmm. you know, and I would uh um and I would have like spiritual like where there is like uh these um bad energies around me um mm-hmm. and i would just remember remember one thing um off the top of my head that was very clear to me was um i would wake up and my cell phone you know would would just be like just drop on the floor like in the middle of my floor like it wasn't like it just fell off my nightstand it was clearly like taken off of there and just dropped mm-hmm. in the middle of the floor mm-hmm. and um and i I thought I was like going. Uh, I thought again I was going crazy. So <laughs> if when I go to bed, I would strategically place things around my phone because I was like I don't want to fall off, you know. And and I was like I wanted to see like I was like am I just going crazy? What's going on? But no matter what I put around that phone, it would still end up dropping on the floor. And mm. um, and so uh, you know, and I've I had a few other you know incidents like uh. One time, I, um, right during that time frame, so this was like roughly I was going through this dark night of the soul between, I would say, it probably began around May, and then it didn't end until like the first or second week of August, I think, mm-hmm. um, of that year. So it was a good span of a few months, and um, basically what was going on was like um, all these things that were no longer like served my purpose were crumbling mm-hmm. to the ground mm. and um and at, and at that time what was happening also was was you know spirit was saying you know hey we're giving you an opportunity to listen do you are you want to listen do you want to or you know and i had this one i had this one dream i remember where it was like this something was holding a branch and it was just like you would see like one splinter at a time, like just popping up and it was like bending it. And it was like, not, it wasn't broken yet, but it was like one splinter at a time was popping up. And basically what I was saying is, is, you know, if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna listen, then eventually you're going to be broken. Mm. And, um, and so, uh, I remember, uh, basically praying, I was praying, I was, I was like, what do you want me to do God? And, you know, I'm like, whatever it is, I will do it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I was tired of having like these panic attacks. I was, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not a person that traditionally had uh, anxiety. I've never taken any kind of um, medications for anxiety or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. Very calm. I meditated a lot um, and uh, still very calm. But at that 
at that time, it was the spirit was really trying to get my attention, and mm-hmm. um, and so anyhow, um, I, was, I went through that experience, and finally, whenever I whenever I prayed and listened, um, and then I found a uh, another a spiritual teacher that that helped me with uh, getting me to the point of what, what I needed to concentrate on, um, and then I I started learning more about the archangels and mm-hmm. I started talking to especially um, Archangel Michael. But then eventually mm-hmm. I started um, relating more with Archangel Raphael because mm-hmm. Archangel Raphael is a master healer. And, um, mm-hmm. and part of my, my journey here on Mother Gaia is that um, I have a healing ability. And whenever I say healing ability, it doesn't mean that I'm going to cure you of cancer or anything like that or, you know, but, um, I have the ability to heal through my messages. Yeah. And um, a lot of people really feel relieved whenever they, whenever they listen to my messages and, um, and I help people in different ways of understanding. So basically I bring clarity to them. And this is where I relate more as being a mystic is because, you know, I use my direct connection with the divine to be able to mm-hmm. explain things that a lot of people don't understand here on Mother Gaia. Mm-hmm. That's a great way of putting it, explaining it, and looking at it as terms of your work and your experience. It's so <clears throat> it's so interesting because, <clears throat> excuse me, as I've listened to your uh, your messages, you are really in very short modules. There's nothing super lengthy, but you teach like really solid, um, healthy relationships. With the spiritual context, you know, you talk about being a joker versus being a queen, a king, right? Joker status, mm-hmm. yeah. developing boundaries, different types of behavior patterns. I mean, like I've watched your conversation evolve over the period of time that I've been subscribed to you, but it's always been very like little pills, <laughs> like a little vitamin, <laughs> so to yeah. speak, so yeah. where you're teaching. And so when, let me back up just a little bit. When you experienced your dark night, so had you already met your twin and gone into a separation period, or was this prior to you meeting your twin? Uh, it was probably roughly a year after I met my twin. Okay. And had you triggered out of the bugable phase by that point in time? Was that part of the dark night? Was the separation? Yeah. Um, part of that was, uh, was to basically dissolve my attention from just being so in, like, I would say, um, concentrating, um, on my twin. Um, and basically what the divine was wanting me to do is, is for one thing, I was doing inner work, but I wasn't going at the speed that they wanted me to go in. I was, Mm -hmm. I was in a very snail-like pace. And mm-hmm. and part of that was because a lot of my concentration was on my twin, and not on myself. Mm-hmm. And um and I and I needed I needed to evolve at a faster pace because there was um there was other uh, things that they wanted me to do, but I couldn't do them until I evolved myself. Right. And, um, that's that goes that goes. So I guess my channel kind of is a direct reflection of me as you can see like if you 
um, go on to my channel, you can see how over the time period it's evolved um, depending on what it is. Because um, a lot of times, like the messages that I do is just uh, one minute I'm doing uh, something to do with relationships or I'm doing something with like, um, let's say if somebody is ghosting your breadcrumbing you or, or mm -hmm. I might end up doing one on twin flames depending on it just it really just depends and a lot sometimes it's uh it's questions from my subscribers and then other times it's just uh i'll be sitting there you know and the next thing i know it this message just popped mm -hmm. in my head it was just like it's just like hey do this and so then mm -hmm. i have on my phone i actually have a on my notepad i, I sit there and jot all this stuff like not the whole message, but I jot down yeah. like the title or whatever it is that they want me to do, and then I refer back to it uh, whenever I get to a a point of doing the message, and um and that's exactly how I do because I I do uh, my also I do daily quotes and mm -hmm. um and those are I get those also from music and a lot of times I'll just be sitting there and the next thing I know this quote just comes in my head. And mm -hmm. I write it down real quick because if I don't, then I'll forget it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, right. But yeah, that's that's exactly what happens. And and um, so going so going back to my dark night of soul, yeah, I wasn't evolving at the pace they wanted me to evolve at, and they wanted me to reduce my concentration from my twin and concentrate on myself and my inner work so that that I could start moving into the healing and spiritual realm of helping others. Right. And so I'm assuming you were also having then healing yourself as opportunities for you to see your woundedness were presented. Absolutely. Yeah. So I had basically a look, it was like looking at myself in a mirror on a daily basis <laughs> and, um, accept, and basically accepting all the things that I've seen, taking responsibility for those things and then working on them on a daily basis and I think, you know, whenever I talk about being a healer, um, by me doing that, uh, it actually helps other people heal too. Because mm -hmm. um, whenever I, I use some of those experiences I'm, on my um, channel, I'm very vulnerable. Um, and, uh, yeah. you know, there's sometimes where I'm less vulnerable about certain things um, just for privacy purposes. Right. But for the most part, I'm very vulnerable about things and talk about, uh, like you said, raw emotions, um, different experiences that a lot of people would just probably, they probably, some people might not understand and then others can relate with it. But, you know, my whole goal whenever I started my channel um, was if I can help one person, then I've done my job. Mm -hmm. Well, I know that you definitely dropped some gems on me, so your job is working good for you. <laughs> Oh, I'm so appreciative of that. Yeah, I mean, it's like you never know when you put something out in public forum. We all, you know, at likes and stats and views and shares to a degree, but those don't tell you if it really helped the person who saw it. So when you can hear from somebody directly oh, who reaches out and says, you know what, that word that you said, and when you shared this, that, or the other, it just really touched me, and I realized I wasn't such a big, fat loser. You know what I'm saying? Those, all those yeah, kind of yeah. 
one thing you've been very transparent is like you own your behaviors. Like when you've shared about your relationships and the mistakes that you uh, own, that you say you own, you're very like forthcoming about that. It's not ever like they, she, others. You're just like, I was such mm-hmm. and such and I was not in this energy and I needed to do, you know, you use a lot of I statements, um, which mm-hmm. is very, very, uh, it's a good uh, ideal to have. You know what I mean? Yeah. So a lot of times, you know, I wasn't that way in the, in the past, but, you know, whenever I talk about the past, I mean, like, before I started my spiritual awakening. I wasn't that way, and I was more in my ego. Um, But then whenever I began my spiritual awakening, then I started learning, you know, you cannot heal yourself without taking responsibility for your actions. And um, it was very clear whenever I was going through, um, especially I remember when I was going through my Darnaya soul, that – you know, you hear people talk about, like, an, a, from a religious state, some people, they believe that, like, whenever you go to heaven, um, you have a life review. Well, mm-hmm. I was having a life review on earth. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was like, because then I was like, well, what about, you know, I had, when I'd have dreams or whenever, it'd be like, what about this? What about that? You know, and it was just, and it was just like, okay. So now I have to, it was one of the things that I had to learn was that you need to, you need to reflect on yourself, not, not deflect on your twin, because a lot of times that's what happens. And this is with you, I see this all the time. Um, you know, I, ha- I have so many hours of like just spinning and what, looking at my comments and doing emails where people are just like, well, my DF did this or my DM did that, you know. Well, I'm like, well, what part do you want of this? You right. Know? And um, I'm like, because the only thing you can change is yourself. You can't change other people, Mm-mm. you know. You can't change other people unless they want to change. Right. You know, you can drop words of wisdom, but until they're willing to accept that and look at themselves in the mirror, nothing is going to change. And so right. I, had, I had to own all of my mistakes and basically go through my life review um, of every single thing that I've that I that I've done and own up to it, and so that's, you know, I, I think that's uh, something that uh, you know everybody needs to do, and instead of uh, looking at what other people are doing, just look concentrate on what you're doing. Right. Well, I was thinking as you said that it kind of transitions from you look at everything you've done. But then you adopt a habit of looking at everything you're currently doing and being Mm -hmm. accountable in the moment instead of in retrospect, like once you switch on, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of related to this. Um, You know, you you can't help somebody else if you're not able to help yourself. The other thing is, is how are you going to help Let's like if you have a if you have a job somewhere and you know let's say you know you're a manager and you're managing people well and you ask them to do a task well how are you going to ask them to do a task if you've never done the task for instance like if you were asking that person to take the garbage out well why why are you going to ask them to do it if you don't even know how to take the garbage out yourself mm-hmm. so by me walking in you know the shoes of 
you know, different experiences, it's helped me help other people. And, it, mm-hmm. and then also it builds trust from other people too because I share those same experiences with, with everyone. Yeah, it's like a club, right? <laughs> the dark night of the soul club. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, we're all, we're all human. Nobody's perfect. And uh, we're all, you know, hopefully uh, we get to the point where we're all trying to evolve to better ourselves. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, hopefully I'll be able to have you on for another conversation about Twin Flame Talk because uh, that's like a whole other thing that we can really crack open and share from mm-hmm. our journey as I'm also on Twin Flame Path myself. But um, speaking mm-hmm. in terms of the supernatural part or this Claire's part, did you have mm-hmm. uh, an onset of any Claire's in the dynamic with you and your twin or were you experiencing like any kind of spiritual awareness that she was coming or was in that she was something different when you began to date yeah. her? Um, yeah. So whenever I met my twin, I knew nothing about twin flames or nothing about soulmates. I thought they were, like I said, I thought they were the same thing. Um, I do remember whenever I met my twin and I looked her in the eyes, I knew that, there was like an instant connection. It was just like my soul was jumping out of my body to try to like basically hug her or whatever. I don't know, or hug her mm-hmm. soul. I mean, it was just like mm-hmm. it was just like this 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 pool. And um, so I knew at that time there was something special about her. Although at the time I was like I wasn't evolved to the point where I knew exactly what twin planes were or anything about that. So, you know, I was still transitioning from my ego to listening to more of my intuition. Um, but I uh, I knew there was something special, but I thought there, at that time that it was just that we had an instant connection or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't, I didn't know that it, she was my twin. How did that awareness then take place? Um, it happened. I didn't know. I didn't know that until after my, after we went into separation. Um, so probably about six months afterwards, then I started having these different dreams. And, and then um, I had, uh, I had these different, things on from like things I've never searched for in my life on YouTube pop up these different videos about mm-hmm. twin flames and stuff. And, um, and I started, I started listening to them um, because they were kind of, it was like almost like I was like unavoidable. I'm like, I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know why these things keep popping up. But the one thing I did believe during at that time was nothing's coincidence. And mm-hmm. um, so I had, I had, those videos and I had different synchronicities pop up. Like I would have like different numbers would like during the day I would see like um two 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 or three three three. Um mm-hmm. and I rem- I remember let's see, going back uh um before I uh, see before I met my twin, um both both of my parents passed away within five days of each other. Um about a year from the a year before I met my twin, 
Um, mm. So my mom passed away on Valentine's Day, and my dad passed away five days later. Um, that is the then, Yeah, that well, that was one of the one of my spiritual awakenings happened due to that. That experience okay, alone. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then I had then I had a, an experience. Let's see, around it was roughly around May of that same year. Just May or June, I can't remember. But anyway, um, I had an experience where I, I woke, you know, I woke up to this like this knocking sound on my wall, and I had it, it was like it was like three knocks in a row in a sequence of three. So it was like knock, 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 and then it stop, knock, 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 stop, mm-hmm. knock, 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 stop. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, and and then I had a friend that's very uh has a lot of abilities and she was mm-hmm. like I had a dream and I was like I could see your dad um you know just uh standing on the side and he was smiling and he was basically knocking on the wall and then whenever mm-hmm. I, I then she gave me um she sent me these because uh, angels they speak to you in numbers mm-hmm. and um and so she sent me this this website that translates the numbers mm-hmm. and so um then i knew because um whenever you hear threes threes is just letting you know that the ascended masters are around you mm-hmm. yeah. and um and so basically i think what it was was he was trying to bring me comfort and let me know that i'm on the right path and that the ascended masters are around me supporting me mm-hmm. um so so anyway that's where i started really fully trusting in um, the synchronicities of numbers. And mm-hmm. um, so after my separation with my twin, I started having even more of those numbers pop up at like random places. Like I would, you know, I would look at my phone and it would be 333 or I would, mm-hmm. I was driving down the road and the next thing you know, there's 333 on the billboard <laughs> or there'd be, you know, it's just random things. And then like, you know, I would go into a place and there'd be like a white feather laying there mm-hmm. where there's no birds clearly around or anything. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I would I would know that the you know angels are trying to tell me something. And and then I started uh, concentrating on more of um, being more consciously aware of what is it that they're trying to tell me. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I would say that um, you know. Meditation helped me a lot with with uh, being able to to know that, and also it helped me with uh, with telepathy with my twin. Okay, so you did experience that. Mm-hmm. And now, yep. is your was your twin aware of the like? Did you all telepathy telepathically talk to each other on purpose, or was it kind of accidental? Like you could hear her no okay yeah i could uh it would um i didn't i didn't find that out until after we had separated we weren't talking at all um and uh it happened like whenever i first time i remember being able to do that um was whenever i was meditating and um and then whenever i ran into um like I said before, when I ran into a, a, a spiritual advisor that I ran that I ran into, she told me well, she was telling me that basically what 
I was hearing was telepathy with her higher self. Mm-hmm. And so um, at that point, I, I started trusting in what I was hearing and working on those abilities. So it's so interesting because I hear so many parallels, of course, with my own situation. Like, if you never believed in anything supernatural before, when you activate to the twin flame experience of ascension, it definitely Mm -hmm. uh, changes your perception about uh, connection, communication. You know, there's just a lot of what we call supernatural things that happen that kind of are the calling cards of this unusual type of mission, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I remember um, without knowing um, anything about telepathy at a time whenever I was, uh, when I was uh, around my twin, um, I do remember that we we had a lot of uh, coincidental things, like we would be thinking the same thing at the same time, or I would call her at the same time she was trying to call me. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of times where there was things that you could say is coincidental, but it was so often that it wasn't coincidence. Right. And um and so uh you know it, it, and then afterwards then I, whenever I started learning about telepathy then I was like oh well that actually makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> <laughs> right, that explains it. <laughs> yeah, it was an aha moment. <laughs> right. Well, you know what's one thing that is so very interesting um is that when your channel came up there were so few divine masculines in the YouTube teacher space, right? A lot of divine feminines, like 80-something percent divine feminines. There's a few couples Mm -hmm. sprinkled out there that are doing their stuff together, but the divine masculines are much more infrequent. And so when you, what I've observed over my many years in community is when a masculine Mm -hmm. pops up and starts to say something, then there's such a thirst for a masculine who is expressing the supernatural part about twin flame stuff, an awakened masculine Mm -hmm. who's not in denial about it. There's not that many voices out there. And so I'm sure, I think I saw your subscriber, like you had a real strong like emergence where everybody was just piling on board. And I could see in the comments, it was like, on a level it made my it makes my heart hurt a little bit because I see how much need there is for some kind of validation from the masculine perspective that yes, this is mm-hmm. real and yes, there are awakened masculines that give so many women hope who are going through a dynamic that may not right. seem like it's an awakened experience for them. Did you find when you first uh what did you expect your experience when you turned on your YouTube light? Um, so when I first, so let me go back how that started. So whenever I was talking with um, my spiritual advisor, um, which works direct, very closely with Archangel Michael, and Archangel Michael uh, oversees the twin flames, mm-hmm. and one of the things that, he communicated to her was that I needed to resurrect my YouTube channel. Um, Mm. And so 
at that time, I think I might have had like one or two subscribers, and I didn't have very many videos on there, um, if any. I can't remember. Um, but it wasn't. It was not very many. It, it might have been one or two videos. Um, but uh, she she told me that, and and I was just like, are you? She's like, and she's like, you're gonna have a lot of a success. You're gonna have like thousands of people are going to, you're going to have thousands of subscribers. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm like, have you seen my YouTube channel? Like I've only got like two subscribers. I'm like, and so I really just didn't think anything about it. And I really didn't think that I was going to have that many subscribers to be honest. And uh, so then I started doing videos. I didn't really even know what I was going to do videos on. And I was still trying, I was still, I was still, uh, evolving to the point where I was like really unsure and I felt like I didn't want to be really vulnerable and I was just like I don't know what I should share and what I shouldn't share or like what I should even do a video on and uh and so I eventually got to the point where I learned whenever I turned on music I would get like these messages Mm-hmm. And um, and I would just I did and, and at the time like I was still trying to figure out like how to should I write them down or should I mm-hmm. like like I, I was just like second guessing doing a lot of second guessing mm-hmm. um, and I, fumbling around and finally I I went I went and got a notebook and I I still do this to to this day. Um, because I write all my messages on white computer paper, and mm-hmm. I use Crayola markers. I've seen you put, like, <laughs> and, uh, pulling your papers around. <laughs> yeah, I hold them up so people can see. I'm like, I I just, and I, so I sit, I, I turn the music on, and then the next thing I know, I, I just start writing. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't second guess the message. I just write. Don't mm-hmm. worry about editing. Don't worry about anything other than getting the words down. Um, and so whenever I did that, um, and I think, I don't remember how many, I think it was maybe I did like two videos. And the next thing I know, I think it was either my second or third video. I can't remember, but it might've been the first. I don't remember. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was not very many videos. And the next thing I know it, I'm like, there's all these viewers and subscribers coming in, um, you know, it's, I mean, overnight, it was just, I just got so many people and so many messages and I, it, it was a little bit overwhelming, but I was happy, but I was like, I was like, wow. And like, I would get like my emails would just like be a lot of emails, a lot of comments. And one of the things that I pride myself in is responding to every single comment. And it was really tough to be able to do that. But, I, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure that um, I'm, over 95% uh, that I responded to almost every single comment. And mm-hmm. um, and I, I really love that because um, the comments, I always tell people the comments, I, even though I love the comments, I love reading the comments, and I love responding to comments, the, the comments actually help other people. And mm-hmm. um, when they read and they see that, hey, I'm experiencing the same thing, and it gives them a platform to be able to, ask questions and for a community to be able to respond 
to those comments, not just me responding to those comments, but share their experiences too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a, definitely a community, your tribe that you are, you know, having these conversations without in your public spaces. How did you uh-huh. come to be King Trident? Where did that come from? So, um, it was around the same time that um, that I that um, my spiritual advisor, you know, asked told me that I should be resurrecting my YouTube channel. So, I was like. What do I need? I don't even know what I want to like. Like I can't remember. I think my, um, yeah, my my YouTube channel was named something totally different. Um, and I was like, well, I can't have that name. I'm like, so I'm like, what name should I should I name? And then I was like going through like, uh, you know, meditating, and I was listening to like these, I don't know, messages coming through, and um. One of the things that I that I um, that I, I feel confidently about is uh, that um, yeah, I've lost my train of thought. But the bottom line <laughs> is, is I got I got I got I got to the point where basically I was I'm a double water sign. Um, okay. I'm a can, uh, Cancer and Scorpio, and so uh, basically. Um, and a Leo. I'm a Leo rising. And All so, right. <laughs> so Leo was the king of the jungle. So then I was like mm-hmm. king. And then trident was for the double water signs. And mm-hmm. then tribe was everybody that was around me. Right. And so then I was like king trident tribe. So, wow. um, so that's how it came about. And I always try to explain that to people because I don't want them to think that I'm naming myself a king or anything like that. It's just so happened that was what I came up with due to the fact of um, my my birth chart and and then I was like oh yeah and and uh, and then I was gonna say one other thing so oh yeah King Poseidon so um, and I I feel really confident like of that somehow like I have known King Poseidon before mm-hmm. and um, and so I, I so his trident like came up in like some of my um visuals and um and that just helped me with with that part of the name too because I was like I was like well that I'm like that's a, that's a name also that a lot of people don't have but it maybe a lot of people um can resonate with it and mm-hmm. and so anyway I that's how I came about with the name King Tribe Tribe Well I love it because it's also from my perspective and understanding, um, many of those who are on the twin flame experience uh, in previous incarnations uh, from other, of course, planetary starseed lineages, a lot of us were in aquatic form in some of our very first incarnations on this planet. So whether you mm-hmm. want to call it mermaidian and talking, I mean, there's so many like words for it, but to take back to that like pre-Lemuria aquatic beings, that might be where your familiarity is coming from is because we've been doing this and you wouldn't be the first uh, TF that I've spoken with and myself as well who have had aquatic centered lifetimes on this planet. Absolutely, yeah, and I resonate highly with water. Actually, 
Um, you know, I gain a lot of energy from being around water, um, which, you know, a lot of times people would say that's a, you know, a water science, so you, you, you naturally are around water, but, and that's what, why you get energy from that. But um, either way, I, I, I feel very comfortable being around water, and, you know, it's it kind of just gives me energy, along with, um, and I know a lot of people always think I'm, I'm different for this, but, uh, you know, I like being in heat, and, um, like, uh, like I mean, I like being, I like whenever it's like, a, you know, I, I personally don't mind being in 90-degree weather, right? <laughs> and I know that, <laughs> so I feel, it's almost like I get energy from the sun, too. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I, I really really like that, and I uh, really like the water, and you know I, both of those things just bring me peace and energy. Well, I love that because here you have the balance of the masculine and feminine, like the solar and then the emotional waters, and one of the things that the twin flame template. Uh, is here is to bring in the energy of the uh, unified masculine and feminine being within yourself. So Mm -hmm. what that means is that as a masculine, you need to be fully processing and in touch with your feminine aspect or emotional waters. And as a feminine, then you need to be fully empowered into your electric achievement, masculine energy within yourself. So you have two water signs, you know, surrounding this masculine, and you've been living then the new template of the new emotionally balanced masculine. And I think that's, like, so, so exciting to see you integrated and living. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And that's one of the things that, you know, you learn going through the twin flame journey is, is that we all have masculine and feminine within us you know it's an energy it's not you know a lot of times it's a lot easier for you know when we explain it by talking in physical forms but it's not physical it's actually energy that we're talking about and Mm -hmm. um, whenever you learn whenever you become balanced you do your inner work and you become balanced then you're able to go in and out between your masculine and feminine energy depending on the situation Mm -hmm. because each situation is different and sometimes you need to be more in your feminine energy and more time sometimes you need to be more in your masculine energy but having the ability to be able to switch between the two because you're so balanced is, is really a gift it really is that's uh and it's like we have so much support as you said your guides and ascended masters and angels it's like we have so much support to stabilize us, right, to shore us up when we feel wavery. And like you said, coming into the meditation, the still point of yourself is where those conversations happen. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it was like, I really am a very appreciative of the journey um and uh it's it's helped me help other people um other yeah. humans and um and that's how i look at i always i, I like because i mean we are we're humans we're part of humanity and you know i i uh i feel really grateful to have the opportunity to be able to help so many people and out of your clients so are you encountering and coaching 
other masculines, are you seeing a difference in the last couple years in the clientele that you are working with? Um, so I would say that, um, so when I first started out, uh, uh, my, or started my YouTube channel, um, I would say probably 99 point, <laughs> I don't know, there's probably not, it was over 99%, but not maybe not 100 um, because I have analytics on my YouTube, so I'm able to see um, that kind of information. Um, so I had primarily feminines were attracted to my channel. And, you know, as of today, um, I've seen that decrease, even though it's still um, in the 90s, but I've seen an, I've seen an uptick in masculines um, probably about 5% of my channel now is, is followed by masculines. Okay. And, um, and so I've seen, so I've seen it grow with masculines, you know, being attracted to my channel and, and subscribing to my channel. And I've also, uh, I've also had, um, um, a lot more emails from masculines, uh, mm-hmm. and, but, uh, as of this day, I still have primarily mostly feminine um, are are my clientele. Mm-hmm. And beyond your YouTube, you also provide coaching sessions, like on an ongoing basis, right, for people who want to, like, work through something. Uh, what, uh, what kind of services are you offering? So I do offer coaching sessions. Um, and... Uh, part of the coaching sessions because people ask me like, you know, what do I, what to expect or whatever. And, and so what I tell them is, is, um, you know, I would like a paragraph two max of kind of just your details of what, what you're wanting to work through. You know, you're kind of giving me a breakdown of your situation and what you're trying to achieve. And then I, um, then I, then I go within um, before the session and I arrange um, a message from the angels um, of what they want them to know. And, mm-hmm. um, and then I provide that during our session. And um, then also they're able to ask questions and we're able to talk about different other situations that maybe they didn't put into, um, into the email uh, pending time. But um, yeah, I've helped a lot of people from, from many co- different countries um, other than the United mm-hmm. States. And, um, and I continue to do that to this day. And um, I, one of the things that I've been really slow at is um, designing a website. And so that way that people can um, put their tutorials or, you know, they can share like their experiences with me so that other people can see that, um, you know, sometimes I, I uh, I have to really concentrate on myself because I have a I used to have a, a big tendency to overdo it like energy wise mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I would I would just go because it was so exciting to me because I was like it was like I was stepping into this new experience of being able to help people but then mm-hmm. I would get to the point where I was just crash where I was just like drained and I I couldn't <laughs> like I couldn't do it and then I was like try to do YouTube videos and. I would have these technical difficulties as like you're not in the right energy, you can't do these videos and and so I had that was a lesson that I had to learn and mm-hmm. I had to learn how to 
one of the things I had to do was pick and choose who I helped. And and I know this, this kind of sounds kind of bad, but pick and choose who you who to help because you can't help every single person. And right. you need to be able to you need to be able to put your energy um, to those that that needs it the most, I guess, that you mm-hmm. can help. And mm-hmm. I try to help every single person. Um, and I answer every single email that I get, um, no matter if they're um, a paying client or not. I, I answer mm-hmm. every single email. I answer every single comment on my YouTube channel. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's I just really sometimes it might take me a little bit longer because, you know, obviously paying clients come first. But then also I have to make sure that, I'm in the right energy to be able to uh-huh. do that because after after going through a few sessions or emails or comments and you know I'm the only one doing all of this um, stuff and I you know I, I recently started doing podcasts so now I'm on SoundCloud, Pandora, um, Amazon, um, mm-hmm. so doing all of that stuff myself and then you know at the same time you know I I have a job other than than this too so <laughs> it's just you have to really balance yourself and um, you really have to um, pay, be really consciously aware of not only other people, but yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a whole new ball game when you step into healing work of any type, right? Because it's, I mean, that's, think about it. That's healing the body, mind, and soul is such a precious uh, thing, right? Uh, because mm-hmm. so much injury and harm and woundedness. But just like a doctor in the hospital works like years and years of school and, you know, pays the price and pays the toll of being on call and doing, you know what I'm saying? Like all those things that prepare them to be able to be a clutch healer right. and do surgery at the time, they have to learn how to manage that energy. It's the same thing for light workers, and many people don't necessarily realize that they're empathy drained, right? Because reading mm-hmm. people's stories, if you're reading people's comments, that's one experience. But if you're taking the time to read all of the emails that people are pouring out to you, you cannot help but feel a connection of their experience when you read what they have chosen to share with you, a stranger that they only know from the Internet. You know, there is actually an emotional exchange in that, that A, that you're Mm -hmm. hearing them is valuable, even if they don't become paying clients, right? But like you said, the tax on that, when you've read 10 stories that just are really hurtful or tragic or challenging, and you're trying to figure out, okay, what what do I have capacity for? You know, Mm -hmm. uh, but that's where self-care is the active lesson that we learned absolutely i mean it's it um you know for me whenever i'm reading an email and even sometimes whenever i'm reading comments on youtube although i would say my emails are way more detailed than mm-hmm. most people don't are not very vulnerable on youtube uh when they put mm-hmm. new comments uh but whenever they share emails um they go into a lot of detail where you can like feel like you can feel exactly what they're saying. It's like they're, mm-hmm. they're like you are in their presence and they're telling you um, right. what you know how they feel. And so mm-hmm. there's been lots of times where um, I started reading the email and I basically just had to like stop reading it. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I had to like come back to it later because I was like, I'm not, I don't have the energy to be able to do that. And and sometimes it's just a little bit overwhelming. And um, and so that's where I have to be consciously aware of myself. And then you know, hey, I might not, I can't do it right now. Let me just put this down and just come back to it later on. And so, uh, you know, I, it is, it's like, um, it's almost like um, whenever, also whenever I'm in a room with people or, um, you know, sometimes you just get drained by just being around people. Mm-hmm. Um, some, and, and so, you know, I have to really be consciously aware of that too, because, um, you know, sometimes it's not, it, it's not just, uh, it's not whenever you're just, uh, interacting with somebody on a one-on-one basis, it can be just you being in the room with them. Mm-hmm. Sure enough. <laughs> We've all yep. been in a room with somebody that's an energy sign, right? <laughs> an energy vampire. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, and that's the thing. And, and they don't have to be even associating with you in the room. You could be in a room with a group of people and they're not talking to you, but you're just in there and you can feel their energy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's a very overwhelming um, so, um, I wanted to ask you as a, a masculine light worker, talking about things like telepathy and downloads and guides and ascended masters, what has your experience been out in the world of masculine, <laughs> like in the bro world? Are, do you talk about this? Oh. <laughs> oh, you mean like in everyday life, like uh, yeah, yeah. like around like my friends or something like that? Yeah, or in the workplace um, with other masculine coworkers, or you know, you know, like. you know, I was, yeah, I was really. Uh, I, at first, I was really kind of worried about that because I mean, I work in a very um, uh, masculine type place, but you know, it's funny because nobody's ever asked really ask me about anything and most people I mean most people don't even bring it up it's like they don't even they don't even I mean I'm like you have to know that I'm like that you know maybe you've seen me on YouTube or you and but nobody ever has approached me so far I mean I might have had like one or two people say something to me but then after I talk to them and they just they don't bring it up after that okay. and so uh that's cool <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, I guess they just let, you know, let me do what I'm doing, and they just, I don't know. I never really ask anybody either because, you know, when I'm in a professional environment, I just, I, uh, if somebody brings it up and asks me, then I'll talk to them about it. But um, for the most part, um, it's really not been discussed. Uh, I think whenever I first started um, is whenever I had a couple people um, stumble across my channel and ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not been, it's not been a bad experience, but that is one of the things that, um, in the beginning that I was like, I was like, I don't know, I, you know, it's because it was very vulnerable and, um, mm-hmm. people like, you know, it's an, not that I really care about being different, but like, I didn't want people thinking that I was like crazy or anything like that. But then mm-hmm. after a while I ended up, I ended up evolving even more. So I mean, I evolve all the time, like every anybody else, and I go through transformations, which I just got, I just got done going through um, a transformation um, this past summer. So I mean, um, 
you know, and when I was going through evolving, I got to a point where I didn't really even care what anybody thought and I didn't really <laughs> care, you know, it didn't really matter to me anymore. So and I went from, you know, uh, the initial stages of the infant stages of all these different thoughts going through my head to basically get to a point where I just don't care. You know, I mean, I'm like, right. well, if they say something, whatever. Uh, right. I'm like, that's right. just how they feel, and that's their own opinion. And, um, and you know, you, you're entitled to your own beliefs, and I respect your beliefs. And if you respect my beliefs, then I respect you. Yeah. So. When you've come through the dark night of soul multiple times, certain things become less important, you know. It does. Well, you honestly, that dark night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was – I really – I really, you know, I really felt when I was going through that dark night of the soul that, I mean, I felt like I was dying, basically. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. I felt like. I mean, I, I don't know what death feels like, but, like, I felt like that if I didn't change something that I was going to be not here very long. So, mm-hmm. um, but I, I remember it was it was an experience that it was just very painful. That's the only mm-hmm. way I can explain it. Mm-hmm. Raw. Raw paid, I tell you what. I have really just enjoyed getting to know the personal side behind. Like you, again, you're very personal on your channel, so I can't. It's I guess it's kind of like you get to know a person and so much as you can through what they present in public, and because you do speak mm-hmm. like without any, you know. Um, uh, you're not doing a TED talk, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you're delivering yeah. a message, but you're not like in a suit and prepared with remarks and a PowerPoint. You know what I'm saying? You're like, I'm gonna tell you yeah. what I just got in my meditation, mm-hmm. and this is what you need to right. do with it. So because you do have that personal raw sharing of yourself, uh, I got to know you. But this gives me more insight to the man behind the the persona, if you will. Now, for people who want to connect with you, your YouTube channel is King Trident's Tribe. And on Instagram, now you've got some underscores. It's at King underscore Trident's underscore Tribe, I think is how it is, right. correct? And right. do you have a Facebook yep. page? Um, I, 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 okay, so that's one, that's one social media that I will not be a part of. Uh, I closed my Facebook I call it fake book. But um, mm-hmm. um, anyway, I, I closed that like a couple of years ago. Actually, whenever I started this journey um, of my YouTube channel, is, I think that was roughly the time I – and I just – I never wanted to have uh, Facebook again. So mm-hmm. I do have Instagram, I, um, YouTube. Um, I do have uh, Pinterest. I have Twitter. And um, I recently – I'll have to check it out. Yeah, on Pinterest. I'm on Pinterest. I do my I share my quotes on Pinterest. Oh, okay. so I share them also on Instagram, but I then I also post them to Pinterest because some people prefer Pinterest. So I post them there too for other people that maybe don't go to Instagram or whatever. So I post them there, and then most recently I am on TikTok and I do uh, I do um, tips of the day. Um, sometimes I post every other day, and then sometimes I post daily, but. I also post them to Instagram too, so I try to like post as to as many places as I can, and mm-hmm. um, and it just some people prefer different social medias to yeah. others. So, um, and it also helps me with uh, 
branching out to other people that maybe I'm not attracting on Instagram or so. Um, but one of the things that I, before um, um, we cut this um, or we leave or whatever, I would say one of the things that um, probably a lot of people um, should concentrate on is um, doing things in love and being mm-hmm. and having unconditional love. That's one of the things that I that I've learned through my journey. Um, and one of the things that helped me with connecting to so many people is is that um, that I do everything in love. And whenever yeah. you do everything in love, then you start attracting people. Because, you know, even if you have to tell somebody something that you don't really want to tell them, but you're doing it in love, mm-hmm. it's a lot different than if you're doing it from your ego or doing it from mm-hmm. a position of hate or any other kind of uh, negative energy. Right. Um, and so that's one thing that I learned. And I think that's for me, that's uh, I get this constantly uh, through messages is, you know, you change the world with with love. And um mm-hmm. Love is, a, is is really an energy that's within every single person, and it's very powerful. And, um, and you know, sometimes, you know, it just takes you saying, you know, you know, walking through a door, you know, and holding a door open for somebody and just saying, hey, man, I hope you have a good day, and really meaning it. And you might just change that person's life. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you never know. Um, I I used to do an experiment when I would walk down the streets of Atlanta from the sub Marta to the building that I worked in. It was a couple blocks, bustling street. I would put myself in a bubble of just pure love, testing the bubble theory, right? And as I would walk uh-huh. down the sidewalk, then I would watch to see when people encountered my field. And it was generally not when they were real close up on me. They were still several feet away. Sometimes people would look up from their phone. It was like they would come out of their distraction, and then they would look up, and then they would, like, be present and then got to have the opportunity to exchange a smile or a nod with them. But I would literally Absolutely. do an experience to see if people could feel my energy as I was walking down the street, and they could, you know. It was like a cool mm-hmm. cool experience for myself about frequency and how we can affect people, you know. It's really well, hard that, to not love people. A lot of us, the only reason we don't give love and share love is because we're wounded, but love is really mm-hmm. such a natural state of being. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, there's so many times where, you know, um, you know, I attract different people just because I'm in that energy and they just feel very comfortable coming. And they'll talk, I mean, I remember one of my first experiences um, I ever had uh, with a person just coming up and just telling me things like that. I'm like, I, you don't even know me or anything. And, <laughs> but, it, but I, it was the energy that I was exuding, and they felt it, and they must felt comfortable uh, to be mm-hmm. able to tell me. So, I mean, I, um, just uh, long story short, I, I was I went to a convenience store, and this, uh, you know, I seen this this girl. She wasn't doing very well. Like I could tell something was really wrong, and um, you know, I was like, hey, you know, is everything all right? You know, can, you know, uh, are you having a bad day or? And then she just, just kind of what I would say is not in a bad way, but emotionally vomited. <laughs> she mm-hmm. just was like, this, this and this happened, and I, you know, I was assaulted, and I did, this, you know, and all these different things. And I'm like, 
I wasn't expecting to hear that or anything like Mm -hmm. that. And I was like, you know, I was like, so then I, you know, I was just like, you know, did you call um, law enforcement and did you do this? And then I, and then I told her, I said, you know, I'm going to pray for you. Everything's going to be all right. The angels are surrounding you. Um, um, Just stay calm and, uh, and pray. And um, Mm -hmm. I never seen her after that. So I don't know what happened, but, uh, that was one of my first experiences that I ever had, and it was a bit overwhelming. But I have these experiences all the time. I mean, it's, it's really the energy. Your attra- energy attracts people. It attracts mm-hmm. people that are positive. It attracts people that are negative. And you have to learn how to be able to be in, be consciously aware of of these people's energy. And so I always just concentrate. I don't really I don't concentrate on what somebody's really saying to me. I concentrate mm-hmm. what I what I concentrate on their soul and I, I concentrate on the energy that I'm feeling because their energy mm-hmm. speaks words to me. Right. Yeah, that is so key. It's interesting because a lot of teachings will say, well, if you're positive, you attract positive. If you're negative, you attract negative. But you just said, like, you attract both. If you're positive, you mm-hmm. still will attract negative. Now, that's different from, like, your vibrational experience of positivity. But mm-hmm. you will attract negative energies to you because of polarity. So you mentioned yep. being discerning, being important, and being healthy and self-caring and having good boundaries when you're doing this work mm-hmm. because it is emotionally involved. Mm-hmm. It is. It gets, uh, you know, like I said before, it, it, it can be extremely draining. It's very gratifying, but it can be very draining if you're you're not aware of your boundaries and, you know, you're trying. If you're trying, like I was at this point, whenever I initially started, where I was like, I'm going to help everybody, and then I was just got to the point where I drained myself so often that I was like. You know, I, I, there's times where I would have breaks in my YouTube videos where I'm like, I can't post, you know, and it'd be weeks before mm-hmm. I could even post again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I learned how to manage that. And, um, you know, whenever I say, whenever I'm talking about attract negative, it doesn't mean that the person is actually a bad person. It just right. means that they haven't, they have inner work that they need to do, but they have to, they basically have to feel it to heal it. They have to do it on their own time. Mm-hmm. And you can't, you can't, um, like I've, I said before, you can't change a person unless they want to change. But, you know, one thing that I do is um, oftentimes I will, like if somebody comes up to me, I'm not going to shoo them away. I will listen to mm-hmm. them. And, mm-hmm. I, and I just feel their energy and I concentrate on their energy. And, um, and then I will do whatever I can to help them. But I do know that I can't help every single person. Mm-hmm. Well, I also want to know, now there's two side little notes here. So I do know mm-hmm. that you like music, and it seems to me like you're on a Beatles roll. Is that like your favorite band? Um. I think I go in phases. So it's like, okay. I do you know. I've been on Beatles um, like last week or so. Yeah, well, no, um, I think it goes with, like, I don't know. I think it goes with, really, the years. So, for a while, I was listening to a lot of uh, Michael Jackson. And, mm-hmm. like, the whole year, and this, that's where I would get my messages from. And then, mm-hmm. 
most recently, oh, let me see, when did I start? I just started listening to the Beatles. Like, the music came on, and I got these messages. And I was like, and then I started listening more and more and more. So I would say that I'm a music connoisseur. I, I don't I don't dislike, okay, well, maybe um, I'm not into, like, uh, well, actually, I resonate more with older music. So I, I resonate with, like, Michael Jackson, Beatles, um, let's see, uh, old R&B, like um, mm-hmm. Marvin Gaye. Uh, <laughs> I like that. I like that kind of stuff. So, like, I, people always think that, I mean, my kids, they don't, they're like, Dad, can we listen to something else? And I'm like, <laughs> no. I'm like, this music is good music, man. I'm like, and so, uh, but I, I listen to, I listen to more older music, and um, that's where, I, and not only that, I, um, there's a lot of good messages and that people might not pick up on from those songs. And yeah. um, and so I, I just recently, I, I would probably say, I don't know, probably a, probably a year. So I think October of last year is whenever I really started, like, listening to the Beatles. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm, I'm coming up on a year of, of Beatles. And... Um, but I, I, I do listen to other music besides that, too. It's just that a lot of times I'll be driving or I'll be um, doing something and I'll, a song will come on. I'm like, I'm like yeah, that's, that explains exactly this situation or what's going mm-hmm. on right now. And, and so I just share it. <laughs> yeah, and I always listen because I'm like, oh, okay, all right, thanks, Spirit. That was a good message. Thanks. You know, like yeah. it gives me a little insight uh, to something going on. And so I just know Beatles. I was like, Beatles, Beatles, Beatles. Okay. I mean, you posted other songs, mm-hmm. no doubt. But I was like, well, do you have a Beatles thing? But now I get it. You know, you know when I get yeah. off the show, I'm going to go into my animal oracle and see what the Beatles symbolizes. I'm going to send you a, a direct message on Instagram, okay? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I always uh, welcome those, um, you know, those messages. And whenever I read them, I'm like, it just makes me re- feel real good. I, I, I love it. And, um, you know, I, like I said, even people, and I, and I initially started um, doing this, like I was like, no, don't. DM me on IG, but once I started building my energy up and my boundaries and and being able to manage my energy, um, I I've grown fond of the DMs that I get um, mm-hmm. on, on IG, and I no longer because I mean I I love it. People like send me stuff, and they you know they they um you know they comment on my stories, and you know sometimes the yeah. things that I post a lot of times, especially songs, um, helps other people. And, oh, yeah. um, and, and they respond to my stories and they, it's just like, Hey man, I, maybe I didn't deliver a message on YouTube or maybe it wasn't a quote, but that song might have just helped somebody. So, yeah. um, so I just, yeah. and, and music is, you know, music is healing for the soul. You know, there's two mm-hmm. things, man, is, is laughter and music. Those yeah. two things heal the soul. Yes. And the other thing that steals the soul is food. And I will say, if you all happen to follow, I've seen some pretty tasty concoctions 
coming out of your grill, out of your kitchen. Like, I think you did these mahi, mm-hmm. mahi tacos or something at some point. But I oh, love yeah. it because you're out there. A, you can see that your food choices, like, are healthy and delicious, right? You're cooking, yeah. so you're, like, integrated, no gender polarity, you know, and you're not cooking ramen. Yeah. You're cooking, like, regular meals. But I will say I do love the fact that you share your your uh, meals and stuff like that. I mean, how many of us do that on yeah. Instagram? You know, I love seeing you do your thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and, and, you know, yeah, I agree with you. You know, one thing that I learned, because, I mean, I did grow up in the Carolinas, and, most of my family's from there. Um, you know, my grandma taught me that food brings people together. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, it, and so it brings people together and then it heals people too. And, um, so I also do barbecue and I'm a big barbecue mm-hmm. connoisseur. And I, I do have another Instagram account. It's called Bubba's Mouth Smacking Q. And that's going to be my barbecue venture. One of these days, I'm going to open up a restaurant and, um, and but I have a bunch of pictures of my barbecue on there, and you know, and my smoker, and uh, okay, you I enjoy cooking. That. Bubba's what? It's Bubba's mouth smacking Q. Bubba's mouth smacking Q. That's cute. Yeah. Oh, I see yeah. you got some uh, some um, some hashtags here. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to. Connect with you after the show because, of course, uh, you know, again, food porn is great. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, Uh, man. And that's and you know, I I don't stick to just one different, you know, one food. I I do lots of different food. I I love all kinds of food. I love different cultures. Um, And uh, man, I tell you what, it's I don't really, I don't think I have one food that I I cook everything. I mean, you know. I'm, I'm, I really love Indian food, um, mm. and uh, and it, it makes my stomach feel so good. Uh, just the different spices like the turmeric and you know mm-hmm. the masala, and I just love it all, man. And so, but I I do like doing barbecue a lot, and uh, and uh, yeah, feel free to check out my Instagram. I would love that, you know. I just found it. It's B-U-B-B-A-S underscore M-T-H underscore S-M-K-N underscore Q. So we'll have all the links to those places where you can connect with Matt in the description box of the YouTube version of this and then also in the show notes for this episode out on all the other forums so that you can connect with Matt in the future. What is your email address? You do you receive email requests, you said, with the letters. What, how can people reach you like that? Um, it's kingtrashtribe at gmail.com. Okay. And as you heard him say, he does answer. Even if you don't come into a client relationship, you might get a little response. That's very, very kind of you to take time to acknowledge that people have sent you these messages. And I hope that uh, people who hear this session and this interview at some point in the future will be led to you to continue to do work in whatever form of healing you will be helping people with in the future. Absolutely. I'm very grateful. Like I said before, I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful for you inviting me on your show for one. And I'm very grateful to have the ability to be able to help 
people. And, um, yeah, as you mentioned, I do answer all emails, and I, I try to put as much detail into those emails. It's not just, uh, you know, a couple sentence right. response. I, I do I do try to put a lot of energy into those emails, no matter um, if if they're a paying client or not. So, mm-hmm. um, I, but that just shows how grateful I am um, for having given me the opportunity to be able to assist you. Well, I know. Let me just tell you that I've never been a paying client, but I have watched your messages and seen your posts. And I have been improved, elevated, empowered, and I felt the love in every word that I read and everything that you said. So I see you for sure, my brother. Uh, Yeah, you're my soul sister. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, this has been a great conversation. This is a Psychic Inside show, and I will be back on next Tuesday with another guest. I have uh, Amy Catherine lined up. She's a local Atlanta uh, psychic, intuitive astrologer. I mean, her list goes on and on. So I think that she is next week, and then I think Essence Turner is the week after that. I don't know. We've got uh, several shows lined up for the next three or four weeks, and more guests are being booked even as uh, I have each episode go through the queue. I've got somebody lined up to have these amazing conversations. And Matt, thank you for sharing of yourself on this show, and I encourage each of you to please reach out to him, get a little bit of that healing king trident energy, join his tribe, and of course, we're here with the Good Vibe Tribe, and the vibe attracts the tribe always, so Matt, um, is there anything, last word you wanted to share with people? Yeah, well, I'd just like to say, you know, once again, thank you, and then also, uh, you know, uh, you know, I always tell people it's not my tribe, it's our tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing with yours. I know that you, you feel probably the same way. So we, we we make the tribe together. It's not my tribe. I don't own it. I just bring people together kind of like food does. Yes, yes. So we're one collective galactic tribe when it comes down to it. So Thank you, Matt. For each of you that have tuned in this evening, I thank you for spending this time. And those of you that catch us on the podcast replays, subscribe. Catch the next episodes. Catch up on the back episodes. Like I said, I've got 40, at least 40 interviews that I've done over the years. And it's amazing what people share and what their journey looks like. And I just invite you to share those experiences that they have recorded with me over a period of time. For each of you know that this week, I hope that you receive all of the blessings that you can possibly hold. And those blessings, when they spill out from your arms, they will overflow and bless the world around you. The light in me absolutely honors the light in you. Namaste. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.